0: Hello, everybody! Welcome back to the 11th episode of the Young Pyromancers Podcast. Uh, here with me are my co-hosts. First up, Charlie, a.k.a. Mr. Graveyard, uh, a.k.a. Soul Time Man. Oh, yeah. And we also have Miles, who likes playing lots of things from the graveyard as well. Except in an aristocrat's taste of call All style.
1: Yeah! Hello!
0: Also, also, Galta Primal Hunger. Yeah, no, I love Stompy. Stompy is... Amazing. Dino, dino, dino. Anyways, today mm-hmm. our topic is our Commander 2020 wish list. So we're recording this on Wednesday, April 1st, and Ikoria preview start tomorrow, so April 2nd. The trailer is dropping at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can figure it out from there. We talked about that on our last episode, so go listen to that. Um, Wow, it... Feels like we kind of passed a milestone. We got over the hump. We passed episode 10. Yeah. Which Which was a lot of work. That took a lot of work. Agreed. Especially by Ezra. Well, I I just had to edit everything, but it was less editing than our episode with Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was my fault. Are we going to have him back ever? I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We will see. We will very much see. If if Ezra feels like editing lots and lots of If the viewers, him him. The
1: viewers stuff, want him back, we gotta get really energized.
0: Yeah, if the viewers want him back. So far, we've, uh, received no feedback from viewers about having Luke. Instead, only people from the Middle East requesting that I give them my bank account number. So, that's kind of unfortunate. No, I'm serious, that was, uh,
1: do you can have this a is bank what account,
0: happens account? When you... no why would i have a bank account
1: i don't know anyways it doesn't it doesn't
0: well. i mean right. mm, mm, mm. but uh anyways we're getting lots of publicity because we had a public email and saudi arabia wants my personal information also china wants my personal information Okay, uh, let this be a lesson. If you have a public email, just don't look in the spam inbox. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, let's get into our main topic. Part one. Part one. So, we're we're doing this new format where, if you haven't heard our last two episodes, we go into the main topic, and then we move to our non- like, our non-main topic, so we get we'll yeah, get we'll done with the other business. Oh, right. And so we're talking about our Commander 2020 wish list. So we're talking about, like, stuff we want reprinted for Commander 20, because uh, the spoilers are going to start really soon, and we're going to figure out what's getting reprinted and what, unfortunately, we won't.
2: All right, yeah, so uh, let's hop right into it. Okay. Shall I start us off here? Go ahead. Go. So our our first wish for a reprint is Arcane Signet. So Arcane Signet is a fairly new card that was released in the Brawl decks in 2019. And that is the only time they've been printed. And it's a, it's a very good card. It's, it's a 2-mana artifact that allows you to tap to add 1 mana in your commander's color identity. So it's a very good card. But it's currently sitting at five seventy-three, which is a very, very high price for this artifact. Um because there's similar cards that like Mindstone that has an activated ability, although only tapping for colorless, that's like, you know, 30 cents or something. So eighty cents. Yeah, so it's just very, very high priced. And uh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it was reprinted. Seeing as yeah. it's only green once, it's pretty high and it's not necessarily a like a super high uh value card that d- has nothing like it
0: it makes like,
1: I mean command I mean. tower is quite similar to it
0: no it it so it is a command tower just it's, for two mana right. and it makes Felwar Stone and the fire diamond fire diamonds and moss diamonds of the world obsolete because they're just strictly worse than arcane signet so arcane signet um because it's so much better and it's dwarfing all these other two-man artifacts. Uh, I think it should be in every single commander deck, like Soul Ring and like Command Tower. I think it should... Oh, wait, Command Tower was not in the monocolor decks, but I Mono. think it go, It should go in oh. every deck with Command Tower and Soul Ring. Are there any... Wait, can you think of any... Are there any other cards that Wizards puts in every single commander product?
2: Basic commander... <laughs>
0: I mean, other than basics, but like a uh, single, like mana ramp artifact that they put in every product.
2: Not necessarily. They put Thran Dynamo yeah. in a lot of decks.
0: Yeah, but even so, it wasn't printed. Like I, I got a Thran Dynamo in one of my precons that I just picked up. But like, I don't. Yeah, I don't it, think it, it, it really
2: it changes other than those few cards.
0: Okay,
1: Reliquary Tower. Uh, can I read this? Can I read Reliquary Tower? Yes. Because I actually know what it is off the top of my head. Yep, yep. Uh, Reliquary Tower is a land, it taps for a colorless, and it makes it so you don't have a maximum hand size. At the moment, it is $2.15, which, for me, seems a little outrageous for a land that's tapping for a colorless.
2: Yeah, it's I a good land,
1: but... Um, I mean, it is, but it's very uh, situational. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you yeah, guys I mean, know what deck is making it go up so high in price right now?
0: Just oh, no, it's just power, everything. Because there's no specific deck. It just goes well into every it's one and two of deck. Because it's, it's such great utility. So it's no... I don't think it's a specific deck. I mean, it's being played in... Like, I guess Ozar could have driven up the price... But this card, yeah, I mean, this card has recently spiked, even though it's printed in the set and uh, some other products. Yeah, uh, yeah, it needs to go down.
2: It's already not super outrageous as a price, but it wouldn't hurt to see it go down and become a little better. Because, like, similar cards like Thought Vessel, this is kind of similar to the Command Tower Arcane Signet thing. Thought Vessel taps for a colorless. It's a 2 man artifact, but it also says you have no maximum hand size. But it's four dollars, moderately played on TCG Player, so um, it's less expensive than Top Vessel, but it'd still be nice for it to go down a little more, just being a colorless land.
0: So yeah, Reliquor Tower, right after it was reprinted, went down to two dollars, and that was all the way up to three again. But like in the past, like if we look at the Commander twenty fourteen printing, like it, it's now three dollars and forty two cents. But it's been, but like went back when it was getting reprinted, like. Every set, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was down, kind kind of low. But anyways, it's been re- really high. Back in Dominary, it was like six dollars. So like this, this land always has needed uh, reprints. And even though it was printed in a widely printed set, Core Set nineteen, it was still it, yeah, it still didn't go down very much. Yeah, it dropped to a low of one dollar and fifty cents.
1: I remember I was playing against the deck at camp that was treasure find, zombie infestation, and reliquary tower. And so basically, it would be re- you have a reliquary tower is turn one, island turn two, tap for treasure find, get a ton of lands in your hand, and a zombie infestation. Treasure
0: find what the thing that returns it from? Well, some no treasure I, what is
2: is a two mana sorcery. It's actually in a uh, the historic and historic thing on MTG Arena. So it allows you to reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non land card. Uh, so until you reveal a non land card, oh, then you put it in your hand. That's not treasure. That's not
0: treasure. No, it's hunt, not treasure. It's, treasure part, it's called um, treasure hunt. Right? Treasure hunt. Treasure hunt. Treasure
1: Hunt. Yeah. Right.
0: So Treasure, treasure
1: Hunt, you reveal cards off the top of your library until you And then the they play turn three, Swamp Zombie Infestation, discard their entire hand, which was now half their deck because they ran way too many lands, and they would get, like, 11 to two, 2 zombies. We, it was that
0: is also not how Treasure... Oh, 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 I see. That's stupid. Yeah, so you
2: cast <laughs> Treasure Hunt, you reveal cards off the top of your library That's until nice you card reveal a non-land card. card. You put Zombie Infestation into your hand along with all the lands you reveal this way, next turn, you cast Zombie Infestation, you discard all the cards you put into your hand as Treasure Hunt, and then you have, like, 15 zombies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: And that's turn three.
0: There's also better... Well, I mean, turn three, they don't have haste. There's better ways to win on turn three.
2: Turn four win. But, I mean, it's pretty good.
0: Well, I mean, there's definitely ways to win... Easily, yeah, 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 you can. Yeah, there's there's lots of ways to win tone tone four. It's it's impressive when you can win tone three. So that deck, yeah, it would have the potential to win tone three if it had, if it had like a win con a way to anger. dump your zombies. Hmm.
2: Anger like yeah, like anger,
0: but you don't, but you don't run those because you need as many lands in that the treasure hunter deck.
2: Yeah, and you, I mean, you could discard anger to zombie infestation hypothetically.
0: Yeah, but then so. what but so the only cards in the deck though are treasure hunt and zombie infestation. Yeah, so I
2: mean that kinda makes it a lot riskier. It's kinda a little more
0: Right, right. The only nonline yeah. cards. Because if you put Anger in, then instead of hitting Zombie Infestation, you might hit you might hit Anger. Yeah. So yeah, can... there are definitely easy ways to win on turn four though. Sahili Felodar's turn four, uh Presence of Gond, Midnight Guards, turn made four. That deck.
1: Everyone hated you for that deck.
0: I still have it. It's sitting right there. and am pointing it to it. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> on a table in my room.
1: Alright, shall we move on?
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I can uh, read this one. So, next up here we have Lightning Greaves. So, Lightning Greaves is uh, two CMC artifact equipment. Equipped creature has haste and shroud, and it's equipped for zero. So, um, Lightning <laughs> is just, like, prime commander and other important creature protection in the format and it's so so good for two mana you can protect any creature you want to at sorcery speed giving it haste haste notably and tread for zero mana it's just super good but it's always been sitting kind of high going from like six or seven dollars although it has dropped to only like 540 with the mystery booster thank you again mystery booster but um yeah it's a really good card so i mean It'd just be really nice if budget players could get a hold of it because it really is like possibly one of the one of the best, if not the best, way to protect your commander indefinitely in the format.
0: I think I think in the format it's the best. I I would argue that this is the best auto. The sorry, not the best artifact. The best equipment in the format. Skull clamp right behind it, and then swift foot boots. But lightning greaves, I think, is the yeah, best, the best, the best the non-situational equipment. Right. Well, it's the best one that you can put in, like, any any deck. Skullclamp doesn't go in every deck. Yeah, I mean, it's... But then, yeah, Greaves and Boots go... You can put them into any deck, and they'll be fine. Because they give you your Commander, Haste, and Shroud. And then light and Greaves, you can also shift it in between creatures. So Shroud yeah. would be a downside. Because Shroud, as opposed to Hexproof, you can't target it either. But as long as you have another creature, you slide the, boot, the Greaves... Onto something else, and then you slide it back into the commander.
1: I that's got a zero equip cost. That makes it really right.
0: good. <laughs> so it equipping is only at a sorcery, at sorcery speed, though. So the issue with moving lightning greaves to something else is they can, uh, they can like swords to your commander in response. So you shift your lightning greaves to let's say like a token with Siona or something. Siona's is so I don't know why that I chose that as the example, but uh, like Locust God or something that. Uh, or um, what what's, what am I looking at? Feather or Tatiova, or whatever. I'm just am just saying random commanders. Um, uh, you can shift it to one of your other random creatures and then cast whatever whatever spell you want on that um on your commander, and then you can put the lightning greaves back on.
2: Yeah. Uh. Uh. The boots that Ezra's referring to here is swiftfoot boots. Swiftfoot boots are the slightly worse. A uh, cheaper friend of Lightning Greaves that has an equip cost of one and gives Hexproof instead
0: of Shroud. And then that's two dollars and seventeen cents. And uh yeah, that's the newer version. They they wanted to implement it after because Shroud they stopped doing Shroud when they developed Hexproof. So Swiftfoot Boots they put that on there.
2: Yeah, Hexproof is like strictly better than Shroud, except for if you're having your turn taken over by. Another player, but that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, there's. I think there's two cards in the game that do that. Mine, and Embercool. Worst fears. Oh, and yeah, Embercool and Worst fears.
0: Okay. So uh, three. someone talk about Cyclonic Rift while I go make sure that make sure about that.
1: Cyclonic Rift. All right. Uh, uh Cyclonic Rift is one in a blue for an instant. And it returns target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand. So, that's a fancy way of saying you bounce a non-land card one of your opponent's controls to their hand. And it has overload for 6 and a blue, uh, which means you can cast a spell for its overload cost if you do change its text by replacing all instances of target with each.
2: Yeah, so oh. <laughs> um, Cyclonic Rift is kind of like an iconic blue spell. Uh, I mean, it's, it's played in near every blue deck that can afford it because it's just so, so good. So, I mean, there are typically around five to six mana board wipes that return everything to its owner's hand in blue. And Cyclonic Rift, as well as only being a two mana instant to return an on land permanent to its owner's hand, which is pretty good. Seven mana to return all non to your opponent's control of instant speed is just So basically so good. then you
1: just kill at so least one of... right and then you kill one player that turn. Yeah because it just lets you it's so far a lot of stuff
2: out most likely. Yeah, yeah,
0: it just yeah.
2: It's just oh, really, really expensive. Crazy. And it's such a good card that we would like to see it get a, at least like, a little bit cheaper. Because, yeah, I right now, another it's over one.
0: $20. Mind sla- I mean, sorry, not Mind Slaver. and Markov's ultimate. You control target player during that player's next turn. I yeah. forgot about that Soren had that, because everyone just uses Soren's minus three, which is target opponent's life total becomes 10. Oh, that's a good card to pick up. It's now $4 because of Mystery Booster, down from 13. Mystery Booster that's is honestly good. the best thing. It's... So great for Commander because it reprinted so many cards.
2: Yeah, it it is good. And so, I mean, Cyclonic Rift is. Uh, finishing off here, Cyclonic Rift is a fantastic card. You just want to see it drop in price a little.
0: Yeah, it's very expensive. So, like I've, like, I didn't even know exactly what sets it was printed in because I've never played it in a deck. It's just too expensive. So, yeah, I don't own a copy. I don't plan on owning a copy unless it comes down.
1: In which case, you're going to buy four.
0: Right. <laughs> put it all in all of my blue decks.
1: So, um... I mean, honestly, if it comes down, you should just buy a bunch, because eventually it'll go back up.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if this gets reprinted in C20, everyone go buy out Cyclonic Rift. Or yeah. buy the deck that it's in. It's a terrible idea for pu- for Wizards to put Cyclonic Rift in a pre-con, though. Unless they, like... Yeah. Because it's blue, people... Like, this happened with True Name Nemesis back in C13. They, uh they printed True Name Nemesis, which became a legacy staple, so everyone bought out the Jaleva deck. And, uh, so that's how I ended up with my bulk from that Grixis deck. But I don't have <laughs> the True Name Nemesis, because it got taken out.
2: Um... Unfortunate.
0: Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, Commander Sphere! Commander Sphere is a 3-mana artifact with tap and add, and it has the the command tower text, so any man, one man of any color in your commander's color identity. Which and then I sack it to draw to... code. Yeah, it, it's a very good card because it just taps. It's a mana essentially, because it, it taps for all the colors that you need, and then you sack it to draw a code. Okay, one thing that is worth noting, though, is do not play this, as well as, like, Arcane Signet, in your Traxos Scourge of Crew decks, in your Hopa and your, uh, uh emrakul not not emrakul
2: yeah so the yeah i mean people don't you uh colorless is not a color there's a distinction there so you can't tap for a color if it's not in your color identity kind of the like a card that does say this is mother of runes so mother of runes says tap to another target creature you controls gains protection from the color of your choice or Colorless, until when? Oh,
0: that's Giver of Runes. That's Giver of Runes. Oh, yeah, mind. sorry.
2: Giver, not Mother. Giver not
0: of Runes is the new Modern Horizons one. Because yeah,
2: Giver, not Mother. Yeah, My bad.
0: Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, The code that I was thinking about was Cause Electric Great Distortion. That's the oh, yeah. most popular Colorless commander. $8.16, though, so. Mm. uh, Yep, yeah, we did that one. And uh, Chromatic Lantern. I remember when yeah. I had a Kaladesh Invention version of called. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about that story before. Yeah, and yeah, I then remember. It was Miles's. I remember Miles opened that. it in a pack, and then he traded it to me for Pokemon cards, and then I traded it for a Planeswalker. Because that's what you do when you're 10 years old and you don't know how to play Magic. You all, yeah, I mean, I, I did know how to play all Magic. It, either,
1: I either you played Pokemon, or you thought Planeswalkers were the best things in the entire game of Magic.
0: Well, yeah, I, I had two Planeswalkers that year, and I was like, I'm the best. Also because people don't know how to man- do their mana codes, right? In- when you're playing and you're like 9. Because everyone just loads their deck with like 10 and 11 mana creatures and 6 and 7 and those no no, mana ramp. Man. Yeah. Oh my god, that hard was it. my Anyways,
1: It was literally just a bunch of Leviathans. That that and was mine I not I basically didn't have a play until turn 6.
0: <laughs> I think I ended up with those Leviathans. Yeah, I've traded a lot time. of cards over the years, so I, I'm pretty sure. I think, well, because there were Stormtide Leviathans in there, so those are useful for me. I would love
1: to trade for some of those back, because I kind of want to go Oh, I, Yeah,
0: I have some, so I'll, I'll give you some next time. You can never know like, how cards you want.
1: Anyway. Yeah, yeah for, sure, for sure.
0: It is three for an
1: artifact, and land you control have tap, add one mana of any color. And it also can tap for one man of any color. This, when I'm reading it, it just sounds like the ultimate um, mana fixer.
0: Yeah, it's the ultimate mana fixer. I think uh, this and... uh, Charlie, help me out here. Prismatic thing. Geoscope? No. no. Huh? Omen? No, Prismatic prismatic Omen. It makes all your basic lands. Uh, Yeah, let me read it. Prismatic Omen is... One in a green for an enchantment lands you control every basic land type in addition to their other types.
2: Yeah, so uh, it's a good card. Also similar to the new Dryad of the Elysian Grove from THB. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so that is also a very good card. Um, But that also
0: has Exploration Staple to it, so that's what makes that so good.
2: um, Yeah, just really quick, I want to note that Chromatic Lantern's wording is not lands you control are all basic land types. Lands you control, have tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So this doesn't help stuff like Curd Ape, stuff that depends on other... uh, (laughs) You know? In similar (laughs) cards. You're the only one who thinks about that. (laughs) Curd Ape or like Wild Nakaddle. Which is okay. One. Wild
0: and the cattle is a better example. Thank you. I don't know,
2: like zoo
0: decks, I don't.
2: Is ape?
0: Oh, They're oh, uh, anger, ape. anger, anger, and wonder, and brawn. Those are better examples. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Curd
2: ape is a one red mana, uh, one two ape that gets plus one plus one as long as you control the forest. So there's an archetype called zoo. Where you play a bunch of different... With stuff like Curd Ape and Wild Unikado, which yeah. get... Which become bigger if you control other land type. And so there's an archetype where you just have a lot of these small creatures that are big because of land. Then you swing and do damage and that kind of thing.
0: Okay, so yeah, that cycle is Anger, Wonder, Brawn. Those were one of the ones I'm thinking about. But there's also Filth and Glory. Wait. Oh, not... Yeah, it is Glory. Filth is the blind. Oh no, my bad, it's Valor. Sorry, Valor is the cycle. The the judgment cycle. So it's Valor, uh, Valor, Filth, Brawn, Wonder, and Anger, and then they all do something as long as it's in your graveyard and you control a basic land of that color. Creatures you control have XYZ. So anger is haste and it's red. Wonder is blue and has and is flying. And then Brawn is Green, Mm. Trample, Filth is Black, and Swamp Walk. Like, come on.
1: (laughs) Really? I thought it was going to
0: (laughs) be... That's before they didn't... Yeah, they didn't have enough keywords back then, so... I thought it was going to be Death Touch. Yeah, it should... But Death Touch didn't exist back then. It Ah. wasn't a keyword. That was until, like, 9th edition, where they revamped all the keywords. I think it was 9th edition. Anyways, and then Valor was First Strike, but should have been Vigilance, but Vigilance also didn't show up until 9th edition, so... Or 8th edition. One of those. And
1: again, first strike
0: isn't things. bad. Yeah, first strike isn't bad, but vigilance would have been more flavorful and more yeah. true to what white is. And then Phil no. definitely should have been death touch. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Swamp. Or skulk.
0: Ah. If they remade it today, they might have done skulk.
2: Skulk is a uh, mechanic, I indeed.
0: Death touch. Yeah, they added it to the keyword soup, and then it ended up just being confusing, so they took it out. Keyword soup is when they uh have on the card, like, the same is true for oh uh, uh, flying the same is true for it's like first strike, Odrick, double strike Woodard, yeah Marshall yeah like Audric Rayami first of the Fallen uh whatever yeah that the white uh, uh, yeah. Elder dinosaur
1: that I'm not remembering the name of
0: well Zatalpa, Zatalpa doesn't have all of the keywords Zetalpa but Zatalpa is of keywords Zetalpa Zetalpa is. should be renamed Keyword Soup Primal Dawn <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, keyword, comma, soup. That's just the, and then people would run that as their commander. Keyword that, soup. I play my c- commander keyword uh, soup. My my commander deck is a keyword soup commander deck. Yeah, that that that's actually an archetype that people were building with Rayami and and Audric Lunok Marshall. Like Charlie was saying, people oh, will okay. actually build like these keyword soup. Like yes, the top of Primal Dawn is very popular in those Audric decks because it gives all of your other creatures those keywords. Yeah, so Alright, uh, let's move on here.
1: We really need so to hurry had, up. It's, it's had, almost been half an hour, and we're not even done with part one. Right, so <laughs> it's okay, I'll end, end up have a here,
2: but I'm really quickly going to talk about Thought Vessel. So, like we said, it has a Reliquary Tower type effect. It is, it has dropped, like, $4 with the Mystery Booster, which is very nice. Hmm. But it's still sitting at five seventy one, which is more than we'd like to pay for a two-mana mana rock that gives you no maximum hand size which is very good in a lot of decks and two mana for t- t- tapping for one is already a good rate for ramp we want and having that b- extra ability is very strong as well
0: i thought we already talked about thought vessel yeah we did i, I mean a little. Oh, well, I thought, okay. here,
2: but not
1: exclusively yeah, no. yeah, true. True, true,
0: true. okay school clamp three dollars and 69 cents right now down from about six five six dollars it's, uh, I'm going to do this from memory because I don't want to look it up. One mana artifact. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to look it One mana artifact. Uh, target green Arta- It's a d- equipment. equipment.
1: Plus one, minus one, and when it dies, you draw two cards.
0: Okay, so, yeah, this is... Well, Wizards has repeatedly I'm said that clamp was a design mistake. So, what they should have done... So, it's banned in Modern and Legacy because it is too good. And... Because you equip to it, and then so the original thing was just going to be whenever equipped creature dies, draw two cards. And they're like, eh, that's not that's too good. So like, let's give it a downside, plus one minus one. So which it, makes it, it it's more. You just equip
1: it to. Which me, just one, makes it better. One, one.
0: Right. So that's that's what you do. You play this in the Locust God, or you play this in uh, Taysa. uh no, oh Tesa, but the the. That That is very good. That's four, four cards in Tesa, But uh, what's the one Tappy Lady, Selesnia? Charlie, you had a deck for a short time. Oh. Uh, Amala, all the Code. Yes. Yeah, okay. So then Clamp, anything that creates one ones or zero ones This with Avenger of Zendikar is stupid. Anyways, you just equip oh this God. to... Oh, Avenger... No, uh, Avenger before you play a land. But anyways, you just equip it. So it's one mana, draw two cards. Which good, is with, uh, almost Ancestral Recall.
2: Yeah. Also good with uh, Darien, King of Kildor. Is that how you say it?
0: But Darien, it King of Kildor, Kildor is already a pretty good deck. It's debatably it is, one, of, it one of the good mono-white decks. Along with Avacyn and, and nothing like... else.
1: Wait, Charlie, to Charlie, Charlie. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie <laughs> yeah. did I hear you say good mono-white? I'm the, sorry, it's I one of hear the two it. exceptions.
0: It's, it's good compared like, to other mono-white mono white decks. I need
1: to kick off the podcast.
0: Alright, Charlie's no longer a host, guys. Say your final goodbyes. Anyways, moving on.
2: Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Num- in our last uh, spot before our break here, uh, we have Eternal Witness. So Eternal Witness is a fairly well-known card. It's one green green for a human shaman. It's a creature. It's a 2-1. When Eternal Witness comes into play or enters a battlefield, as we now call it, uh, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. So um, Eternal Witness is just a very, very good card. 3 mana for a 2-1, that returns a card, so you're essentially paying like 1.5 mana at an average rate to return a card from your graveyard to your hand. So um, this card is just super good. The ability to return cards from your graveyard to your hand in green is just so good in so many decks, especially in... Decks that can recur or blink Eternal Witness, such yeah. as you know, like certain Salt Eye, Sick No,
0: no, we don't talk about Moldrotha. Rune is a better example. Yeah. Rune of the Hidden Realm is a blink commander, uh, not brago What's another Bant blink commander? Oh, another really? rune Charlie?
1: Charlie? No, I already talked Monday about today we might deck tech your Moldrotha just because we just because you agree to.
0: I'm kidding. If you agree to not talk about Moldrotha for the next thirty seconds, then we have a chance at detecting Meldritha. Anyways, I don't think he's gonna be Eternal there. Witness is Regrowth on legs.
2: Yeah, so Regrowth is one and a green. It's a sorcery that returns start card from your graveyard to your hand. So, uh, basically, if we subtract the cost of Regrowth from Eternal Witness, we get one green for a two one, which is pretty good. But it's also a creature which has more like recurrability. So, right. yeah, it's just a really good card, but it's sitting at 448 or at its lowest right now. And so it'd be nice if it came down a little more for budget players, especially in like mono green stompy decks trying to get um yes. more Yeah, I
0: just don't think decks. it's worth the $4 price check.
2: Yeah, you could you can I just get it a It should code
0: be a $2.50 card.
2: Yeah, like MO's. Like we re-
0: re- right, regrowth is a decent like replacement, if you're 25 cent card it. and
2: regrowth is a very good, nonetheless. Right,
0: regrowth is 25, 25 cents. Like, so eh. run them both though. If it comes down, yeah, regrowth also. Um, oh, this I'm gonna argue this um, side regrowth should have been given to white, like the regrowth effect that hmm. should have been in white's color pie. Like, I get yeah, why would I it's kind of like
1: the original,
2: the
0: team, well, yeah.
2: I mean, I'd say more like it seems more plausible that white would have something that returns, like, a permanent card from the
0: graveyard to the battlefield. Or well, they do have like... that, though, just black does it better. White is not good at, the best at anything anymore. Like, cheap stuff that white. brings it
2: back, like, brought back. No, but, like,
0: black or... is, like, black is decent at board wiping. Blue is very good at board wiping now. And, like, well, green can board wipe, like, Bane of Progress and stuff. And then even red can board wipe. Like it's not unique. Black, Every black. other color. Well, black can yeah. board wipe. Blue can board wipe. Green can board wipe. Red can board wipe.
2: White. As can opposed to board. all of
0: this. No, I know white. White is probably the best at board wiping, but all the other colors have it too. And then all of the things that the other colors are good at, white doesn't have.
2: Yeah, white has like very very slim things. They have like very. There's a few good cards, but um. I mean, there's not really enough consistency in the types of cards in white to make it uh, necessarily super viable because you have some very, very good cards that let you draw so many cards, like land tax. There's nothing like it. It's a fantastic card, but there's only one land tax.
0: There's only one land tax. And then also white is made worse because white's way of, white's way of getting ahead is dragging down your opponent's. I'm looking yeah. at you, Armageddon and uh, land destruction and uh, balance. There's a reason that's like,
1: There's a reason yeah, why I think they, this should, thing Azorius they
0: should. They should. Yeah, they should. Uh, well, but because Commander has that social contract, it's like. We, we don't. We don't generally like land destruction.
2: Yeah, um, also, the social contract really does hurt. White's ability to perform because Armageddon and like similar cards are some of the only ways for white to get ahead. But um, okay, so yeah, cool yeah I think we should that's pretty budget, and I suggest you run it in a white deck. Is Fall of the Thron? Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. mana uh, Armageddon that allows people to return lands from battlefield. So that not going to be quite as salty. So it's a pretty interesting card. Just noting that. All right.
0: Oh, on? I have one. I have one more thing. Works, We're okay. gonna talk about the ban list on a future episode, but I think they should unban, uh, balance, and uh, Iona Shield of Amir, even though it just got banned. And then I think we could even make an argument for Karakas, like unban Karakas. Eh, I think Karakas is a little, little, little. I mean, bad. I know it's good, but like, people just run more Ghost Quarters and stuff. Like, the format will balance itself, and it... You shouldn't white you need, to
2: play around a card like Krakis. but I mean. I know, but,
0: like, white even, is... White's so far behind. I don't know, Karakus is the last one. I think that should come off the ban list. Karakus, for those of, of you who didn't know, is... Yeah, it's strictly better than a plane, so it doesn't enter tapped. It taps to add a white, and then also taps to return target legendary creature to on owner's hand. It would also make it, like, $500. Um, but most of all, we should unban Sharazad. Sharazad. Shah- Shaharazad. Shah- Shah- Shaharazad. Shaharazad. Sha Anyways, that's the sub game. What if we just unband Mox Pool? Well, the Mox and uh eh, you can
2: play like Just Mox
0: Pool. No, just Pearl. just Mo ma- Yeah, but just Mox Pool. Well, the other decks. Hmm. <laughs> but then no, it would just make uh C D H stupid. Okay, New
2: Horizons. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, we can we can discuss the band list in a future episode, though. More
0: yeah.
2: Good. Uh, okay. Are we? Are have we finished our remarks?
0: Yep, we're yes. ready to dive into uh, the horizon's. horizons.
1: After thirty five minutes and forty three seconds, we've finished.
0: Okay. Uh, I call you uh, mutate. What is it? It's probably like escape, but like you exile stuff from the graveyard or something. If but when I'm you dead? I'd say it's going to be similar to adapt. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of similar to adapt, but also what people are speculating about is because you're casting it, it says like you can cast it for its, um, mutate for cost. Its, mutate cost from its from the, your graveyard. So I think when you mutate something, it be like you combine it, like you know Griselda, Monster Masher. Yeah, that's exactly. No,
2: I was thinking, I was thinking stuff like uh, Marisil, the Pretender. So, like, you exile cards or do some other effect with your graveyard as an additional cost, and the mutation comes from, you, like, you get the activated abilities of that creature. So I think Griselda, Monster Masher, although being in an unset is a possible kind of concept of the... Okay, yeah, but I um, think
0: it might actually just literally be the Griselda text. Griselda uh, is an unstable card, but she has put two, uh, three black and a red and tap it. Uh, put two target creature cards from graveyards onto the battlefield combined into one creature under your control. So it wouldn't be that exactly, I guess. So, like, when you cast something from it for its mutate cost, it goes and it mutates another creature, and then you combine them, so they have... So it's just combined. Because it's all about this building your own monster, and then you just build this one giant monster. This sounds very fun for, like, Voltron stuff and such. I don't know if yeah. the, it'll be that exactly, but like maybe maybe what Charlie was saying, the silda pretender text. So you put it like exiled under that card and then it gets the activated abilities or the power and toughness or something.
2: Yeah, um, I'm very excited. I'm extra excited because I want to see more Krakens.
0: Uh I just oh, yeah. like I'm excited Krabble for Nightmare and Squirrel Lival. and Brushwack. Maybe kind of Kraken soon. Well, Tentacle Tribal started in uh There's Beyond Death.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just play stuff like, I mean, you can play Arcane Adaptation, but, uh, what's the, uh, there's a the three blue-blue enchantment that lets you to draw a card whenever a creature of a type uh, of... Kindred Discovery. Yeah, so... Kindred Discovery. I mean, already, that's a pretty good combo. That's a
0: good combo. You just... We'll see, yeah, you, we'll you see just, what happens. It's not infinite, but it's a good combo. Oh, yeah. um, it's Mug an water also says... There's the, gonna be this humans versus monsters dichotomy. We kind of talked about that on the last we, episode. We it? We but humans, it. he he clarified that yeah, humans, monsters versus aliens. Humans are gonna have a big role on Iquolia because it's I. W- what I'm guessing is like the humans and then those these giant monsters that are mutating and stuff, and the humans are like scared. Mommy, help me.
2: I'm yeah, scared. I think um as we said, I think it's possible that. Uh, Vivian Reed is definitely human, but Vivian is kind of known as, like, uh, she's, like, uh, she works with, uh, animals, and so I think we'll have to see. There could be some kind of weird interaction between, or in the lore between Vivian and the beasts, but we'll see, we'll see.
0: So, yeah, and then there's also that one new character.
1: human and goes with beast.
0: That would be fun, but, um... You know that the the Sundered Bond the ebook cover they released that and there was yeah. this new dude and then they say he's a new new thing so I'm guessing he's the villain.
2: Yeah, that seems. Very and so positive. he's
0: probably one of the planeswalkers. There's got to be Vivian guaranteed. Oh yeah. And then so yeah, Vivian, the weird dude, and then probably another returning character because they normally do. Well, okay, so. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it will... No, yeah, so they normally do two returning and then one new Planeswalker. So, let's say... So, Eldraine, we had... So, we had LF Rowan. Oh. And... No, 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 Eldraine. Eldraine. I'm going back oh, to Eldraine. Eldraine and then I'm do so... Oko. Oh, here, let me search this up. Uh, Oko is fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it was Oko, Rowan, and... Oh, yeah, Royal. So, Oko, okay, Garrick, and then Royal Scions. So, Royal yes. Science was Will and Rowan. And then, Theros Beyond Death was Calyx, uh Elspeth. Ashiok, and Elspeth. And, yeah. What was before that, M20?
2: I can't M20 remember.
0: M20 was... Oh, M20 was a lot, though.
2: Well, M20 was a corset, so...
0: M20 was a corset so that was different. And then, uh, War, War of the Spark was before that.
2: War of the Spark was a plane yeah. so...
0: Oh, oh, yeah. that—that's confusing. Okay, but anyways, there—but the 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 mythic planeswalkers, because those were the were the main characters. They were Liliana, Gideon, and Boris. So those were yeah. the mythic planeswalkers. So they—they
2: they, they tend to kind of follow that pattern, but we'll see if they we'll see if they continue it here, which we presume they will, or they will definitively. It appears. Uh, okay. okay. Moving on.
0: Um, Ezra, do you want to talk about this one? Sure. So, um, we're going to move into our, uh, we're, we're t- going to, sorry, on. we're, we're going to be talking about our content and COVID and Ikoria and C20. So we've got lots of content lined up. So we're going to be dropping lots of lot, content for you mean, guys.
1: Like, we're going to be very tired of a this lot. podcast. Very a lot.
0: Um. I promise we're going nowhere. It's just because lots and lots of stuff is happening, and everyone wants to know. And everyone's stuck in their houses, so uh, we don't really have that much better to do. They're trying to be constructive with our education, but it's not gonna work. Anyways, we're gonna we're planning on doing at least figure out is how we're gonna
1: like pick new classes,
0: right? So there's at least two episodes a week, but that's probably that's for like the rest of the what would have been our school year, so until mid-June. Um, but most likely more than that. So this next week, we're planning over the next 11 days, that'll take us into Landis spoiler season, we're going to be dropping 14 episodes. So We're going to be guys very, very
1: tired.
0: Of, we're going to be tired and also busy, but it's going to be lots and lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Cause yep. It's going to be very fun, because all this new stuff's coming out. It, it's like they're dropping us Commander goodies. It's literally they're throwing gift bags at the Airplane. So we're gonna be uh, doing it all over the internet. So like we're not interacting with each other because social distancing and stuff. We're gonna talk about the most recent spoilers because we're releasing almost daily episodes for this next few weeks. And then we're gonna do deck reviews and uh, we are and releasing combined games. budget there upgrades. There will be two episodes on a, a day. So yeah, this was this this one section. I'm we're gonna, gonna be, be trying to release edits, really, but. Depending on how fast I can edit. Uh, I'm still doing all the editing for the podcast, so we're still in that phase. Anyways, we're going to do deck reviews and budget upgrades combined all together for five for all five of the C20 decks. So the episodes, will, we'll release them as soon as possible after deck lists are fully released on Monday, April the 6th. And then, so we're going to try to drop a few episodes April six, or as many as we can April 6th. And then 7th and 8th, we'll be doing those. April 9th will the whole set will be uh the whole C20 set will be done being spoiled. So April 8th yeah. we'll record. April 9th we're going to release the whole set review for C20. So we're just going to talk about overall. That's going to be a shorter episode because we're just discussing like total reprint value of all the decks, what we think was better from last year, overview of all the decks, stuff like that. Uh That's any other cool. unfinished no, businesses that we
1: did know what goodies we get. Yeah always exciting.
0: it's so oh, yeah. exciting we never get these two sets at once this is like the first time like ever
1: but it's gonna be great yeah. like i can be, be
0: fun remember. we're getting two gigantic sets this is like i'm severely considering actually renaming this episode our commander christmas wish list because as i like, now, you have commander to come up with commander
1: easter or something commander easter eggs because we can't go back to christmas now
0: i want christmas no. Oh wait! If we get Christmas, then everyone gets Corona again.
1: Never mind. All right, we all want right, Commander
0: Fourth um, of July.
1: All right, moving on. Are you kidding? Um, then everyone just like no, that's that's a worse idea, Ezra. <laughs> the that's next
0: a- day, uh, I call you. We're gonna review all of the Commanders, so hopefully those will all be spoiled by then. Most likely they'll they'll all be like released, so that episode will be dropped. Uh, so, so April tenth, so somewhere around there. And then the next day, we're gonna do the full set review. So not the not the commanders, all the other cards. So we're not gonna do every single card, obviously, but lots and lots of content, lots and lots of listening. So you guys can like binge watch our content at the end of this, or you can be just constantly like, oh, like hit refresh every few hours because we're gonna have d- content dropping like in all over all the place. time. There's probably gonna be some bonus stuff in there when like if they spoil like. When we're bored, like of randomly doing in between our episodes, just
1: want to do a good old deck tech,
0: right? Or or if they they just randomly decide to drop like another Oko, we can freak out about it or something. Or drop yeah, another Oza, and then lastly, I'm I Charlie. You can read this.
2: oh uh, yeah, so the Ikoria Lair of Behemoths, Commander set review. Oh, we said that. Oh
0: no, no, the the secret layer.
2: Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm very, 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 very excited.
0: Uh, this so, is going to be so great. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, this is it's gonna be oh, so my god! There's going to be so much fun. No, I'm
2: just kidding. Um, so there there's that. New, and then you still got four. <laughs> there's going to be a new secret lair.
0: Uh, it's the best magic cards of all time. Let so, me read um, you the amazing title. Secret Lair Drop Series, Wizards of the Coast presents. After great deliberation, we have compiled and remastered the greatest Magic the Gathering cards of all time ever. Yes, yeah, so, so I think does I'll list them in order. We're getting another the Power 9,
1: and first except this time they'll be legal.
0: Oh, yeah. So yes, first, uh, except they're only reprints.
2: i call these the Power 4. So I'd say the fourth oh. best card okay. in the game is Goblin Snowman. So this is one of the four cards. It's three in a red for a 1 1 Goblin. Uh, that deals damage to blocking creatures and it's fantastic and it's beautiful and I love it So I'd say the third best card of all time is squire It's a one two for one and a white. I mean, it's basically all white needs to become strongest card in magic or strongest color in magic It's just fantastic
1: One card uh, doesn't like- make- These cards already it. exist, oh, just- We've been over this before
2: And I'd say the second best card of all time is here. Is Mudhole. This is so good. Oh my gosh. Two in a red for an instant. Target player removes all land cards in his or her graveyard from the game. Oh my gosh. You know how much smaller this makes Knight of the Reliquary? What more <laughs> do you ask for? Uh, and finally. You
0: can uh, get rid of their fetch lands when they're delving, trying to delve their fetch lands with Treasure Crew. I mean, not Treasure Crews. Dick Your Time and Pioneer.
2: Yeah, so, I mean lastly here this is just literally the best card of all time Uh, it's the famed one in a blue one two creature bird with flying that with flavor text stormcrow descending winter is winter unending stormcrow departing summer is starting you guessed it it's stormcrow you got stormcrow back again this is fantastic I wouldn't have waited until April 2 to see this. I'm so glad they're doing it now. Um, April 1 is like the perfect time to release it in the wake of their coronavirus. I don't see why they would release it. You
0: on- on gave it away. away. Oh yeah, they printed this as foil. But anyway, Stormcrow was last printed in ninth edition. It's the best card ever created. And yeah. hopefully this reprint will bring it why? down from 10 cents to 2 cents. Huh? Because it just is. The 2 mana 1-2 with flying. So good. It's so good. Alright, everybody, the joke's over. Did you, did that you was funny, while lasted.
2: Stormcrow can fly over, uh, like, all the ultra- You guys, Eldros- is going on,
1: and I'm over here just like, wait, are you guys insane?
0: Did you not realize that this is Wizards' April Fool's joke? Okay. They do this on most years. Stormcrow can fly over, over I do like the go- go- go-
1: Goblin Snowman. Goblin Snowman I like.
0: It's already Stormcrow, a color.
1: it's just a reprint.
2: Stormcrow wins by itself on turn twenty
0: 23? 23. 23. I, I like the original outfit for Goblin Snowman, though. It is nice. Okay. It's a cute snowman. Okay, we're done here. Anyways, that was uh, Wizards April Fool's joke. Happy April Fool's all Day to right. uh-huh. all us. to you. Don't do anything right. cruel. Corona's already bad enough.
2: Yeah, and now we have our... Uh... <gasps> treasured find. Oh my god! Theory. Treasured find. Treasured.
1: Remember in third grade when our teacher was like, "Your student teacher is leaving," because and but we loved our student teacher and everyone. That was so funny. Sad.
0: And then it was April Fool's Day. Yeah. But that but wasn't a very fun joke.
1: It. There
0: was not. That wasn't one a very fun
1: joke. Did not believe it. It was amazing. Because student teachers
0: leave all the time. Because it's like, eh. okay. Anyways treasured find my treasured find is time twister time twister oh, is okay oh, this hard. joke is no longer funny it is it is but anyways our, our what we wrote down in the outline was minus time twister time twister is a very expensive magic code and we didn't feel like doing treasured find and it's april fool's day today so yeah, uh, mine so um, is Mox
1: lotus which i think is just the best card in the game obviously
0: yeah 100 it's a 15 mana 100 tap, mana. tap oh, 15.
1: infinite mana, and then you can pay 100 to add one mana of any uh, color to your mana pool. And it says you don't lose mana, you don't lose life due to
0: mana burn, but mana burn isn't a thing anymore. Oh, oh. Mana burn isn't a thing anymore. Uh, yep. And then, Charlie, why don't you read your treasure find? Yep, so mine,
2: mine is actually like legal and cheap. Uh, mine is Razor Boomerang, so it's 3 mana for an artifact equipment uh equipped creature has tap unattached razor boomerang razor boomerang deals one damage to target creature or player return razor boomerang for to its owner's hand so you know for the small price of paying five mana and tapping a creature you control you can repeatedly deal one damage to target creature or player so hypothetically if you were to have infinite creatures and infinite mana this automatically wins you the game do you know how powerful that is very powerful.
1: You There's guys, actually an infinite combo with mention this. mention Razor Boomerang more? Because we kind of just like to laugh at this card.
0: Yeah. So you have an Afedo Alchemist on the f- out in the field. Equipped with an Illusionist Bracers. And then you also need a uh, Leonin Shikali. Pure Steel Paladin. Leonin Shikali is the flash for equipped costs. Pure Steel Paladin makes all of your equipment zero. Razor Boomerang and any artifact to turn on Metalcraft from Pure Steel Paladin. You equip it to Leoninch, uh, to something, and then activate it. Use a Fedo Alchemist to untap the creature. Beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> you only need a ton of mana, and it's also in mono white. Oh, wait, no, a Fedo Alchemist is blue, I think. Yeah, Fedo Alchemist is. Yeah, Fedo Alchemist is blue. Anyways, Azorius infinite combo with Razor Boomerang. Alright, we're going to yeah. get back into our main topic, which is very short. It's talking about how yeah, we can fix cool. mono-white in C20. Yes. Wait, how can we fix mono-white? Mono white? No, white? not possible. Mono-white. It is, but... It's possible. Help. It is possible. It is possible. It just needs lots of help. So mono what are we, how, how do you think we can fix white colors pie, uh, white's color pie while staying in the color pie? Like, staying within what it can do. I mean, how do we give it card draw? Because that's the biggest thing that white needs. How do we give it card draw? I mean, uh, like, card draw it? and, like, revitalize? Or revitalize? No, but, like, card draw, you know what I mean. Card draw is more than one card, because that's just... Revitalize is just a cantrip. The next so it's, like, you bandage. a treasure uh, token, you may pay two if mean... you
2: do instead draw a card.
0: I think that what like, you mean smothering tides like brother gain yeah. life draw a card cuz when i oh that exists but that's not oh that that's uh, dawn of hope but it's dawn of hope is like bad you have I mean to it's pay not it, right right you have to pay two whenever you you gain life so right now white's best options for card draw are in the form of artifacts so well of lost dreams is pretty good and then also there's also, wh- what's it called, Idol of Oblivion in token decks. So Idol of Oblivion lets you tap to draw a card. It's an artifact that taps to draw a card. And then, hang on, let me read Dawn of Hope. Dawn of Hope is 1 in white for enchantment. Whenever you gain life, you may pay 2 if you do draw a card. And then 3 in a white, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink. But it's just not efficient. And then, Well of Lost Dreams is colorless. It's four colorless mana for an artifact. So four four generic and then for an artifact. Whenever you gain life, you may pay X, where X is less than or equal to the amount of life you gained, if you do draw X cards. They should do this, but then somehow make it white. Like, it doesn't need to be colorless. Anything that colorless do, white can do, right? Kind of logic, maybe? Sort of? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is logic. Anything colorless does, yeah, white should be able to do it. Because that means all the colors can do it. White should be able to do it. So I think if you printed this on like a, a two and a white enchantment, it would become, uh, like a catch all in all white decks. Like I think you'd play it in most white decks.
1: Well, yeah. If, there's, if like, this was on, on, on a two and a white option, option for
0: white decks, it'd be in everything. It'd right. In so everything. smothering smothering tithe is in like every white deck because it's actually good white mana ramp. But like white doesn't have issues with mana ramp. It has artifacts. Artifacts are just easy to remove. That's all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a predicament.
0: So, do you think there's any other way that so so they gave so red couldn't draw cards up until like uh, M fifteen, I think. Not what not well. well the red, it could do red like has tormenting. A very voice. red
2: way of doing it, in, like, right,
0: and that's well. there's also impulsive draw. Impulsive draw is a very red feeling thing, and that was devised back in M fifteen. Uh, with Act on Impulse, I believe, was the first one. I feel like so Act
2: White, on- White has kind of been, like, scrolled into a certain corner of the color pie that allows it to right. Not draw cards, and it needs a color pie shift in order to really become relevant, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, right. Act on Impulse White was M- N15. A revamp. major color. <laughs> what if or at least become relevant, as,
2: like a major color, like green or blue. Hang on,
0: I, I, I can't hear Miles. No, I'll say that again. What if White just got a complete
1: color pie revamp? Like, it just became a new set, basically.
0: I mean, they could try that. You're not, you're they gotta not do it soon.
1: Color, essentially.
0: You have to make it. I mean, it. they gotta do it soon. Like, it still has to fit in the color pie. It just... Don't... Just don't break the color pie. Don't give white divination. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But what if right. there was a way for, like, like white to... Like...
1: Yeah. Revamp its color pie, but don't mess with everything else's.
0: Yeah, so they need to completely, like... Re-up white's white game. So it needs a way to draw cards... So, I was just thinking about ways for white to draw cards. So, white can relate it to life gain. It could also maybe be, like, something like... Whenever a creature with vigilance attacks or... Blo- uh, attacks- whenever a creature you oh, or, or, doesn't or, or, tap or, or, while attacking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you can just say vigilance. It's keyworded, so you're allowed to say that. So, whenever a creature with keyword... Like, with life, lifelink or first strike attacks... Draw a card... Or whenever a creature with vigilance deals combat damage to a player draw code. That like no, feels think, white.
2: I think you need to have it like gain gain life as well as drawing cards. Cause like well, Or you would say, yeah, like life. Green has harmonize. Red has
0: But a- well harmonize was a call it pie break though. It shouldn't yeah, have stuff.
2: been printed. Red has stuff that lets you discard cards and draw cards. And then black is the one I think it's most relatable to. You draw cards and you lose life. So I think the inverse of that is what you gain mm. life when you draw cards. I think that's that could yeah what
0: if we what if we did like a four mana divination so like three and a white three and a white draw two cards and you gain two life
2: yeah or i mean like there's already stuff kind of like it like like i said revitalize it's one and a white you gain three life and draw a card so i mean you can i think you can just
0: like upscale that and make a higher cmc right higher
1: cmc draw two cards
0: Draw two cards, because then you're actually gaining card advantage. That's what uh, yeah. Revitalize doesn't have. It doesn't actually give you card advantage. It's called parity. That's what we call it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe... What if what if White could do something like draw cards off the bottom of your library or something? That would be wonky That's for, like, tournament weird. and stuff. But, like, that seems improbable. It just... because well, Grenzo, so far, is the... Grenzo and... Uh, Grenzo's the only... Code that really like uses the bottom yeah, of the library kind
2: of, is kind of like a weird card, but I think um like drawing cards from the bottom of your library is not really a a thing that's promoted because I think it reduces like I think it just reduces the quality of gameplay. That's true, and then also
0: people will look at it, like the bottom of your, yeah, and yeah, I, I don't that think that's you a really game.
2: dislike stuff like that that just like messes with the game a ton. What if you
0: exiled? What if you did what White did? You exiled cards, but then you weren't allowed to play them unless you gain life this turn. That seems that actually seems pretty good. So like there's seem it's like because like because a lot of White right. removals like expensive exiling. So let's say Act on Impulse was the original White card. So let's say they printed this into a set like let's say Zendikar Rising, because that actually seems like a plausible place to do something like that. Because you're because Zendikar's a new plane. Like, Deldrazi are gone. Everything's sprouting from the ground. Let's revamp White's color pie. So, let's say two and a white for a sorcery. Exile the top four cards, five cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may play cards exiled this way if a creature you control. Oh, uh, if you gain life, life this turn. If you gain life this turn. That'd, That'd be a wild. How about this? Run.
2: It's kind of like a red phrasing. I'm just kind of thinking about this. At the beginning of your... So it's like... Um, oh, what's it called? Something of Horrors. Theater of Horrors, maybe. Um, oh, Theater of Horrors, yeah. Theater at the end, of, beginning of your end step, exile the top card of your library. And then there's the second line of text that says, um, You may cast cards exiled with card name if you gained life this turn.
0: Yeah, so you exile it under something. So, something like Outpost Siege. So, Outpost Siege, it would be like... So, Theater of Horrors is one black and a red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. During your turn, if an opponent lost life this turn, you may pe- play cards, exile with theater of Horrors. And then, yeah, and so you know, it's, it's,
2: not, it's not super white, but I think that's a pretty reasonable shift to make. Right, so we exchange ex- this, this
0: with... Yeah, we exchange okay, this okay. with during your turn, if you lost... If you gained life this turn... You may play cards exiled with Theodore Force. Oh, not with Theodore With yeah, and white.
2: White also likes exiling stuff and like banishing light and path. So I mean, I think that seems reasonable to say the least. I, yeah, I
0: think that's still in the color pie. Positive. So relating it to relating it to like uh, it so that it has to do with like how many. I'm sorry, like life gain or vigilance or something that's already white. I think life gain is the most I mean it's still kinda like eh, because right, like it would I mean, make life very free. restricted to life gain. It's, so it's very wait, dependent
2: so on other things.
0: Wait, what if we said uh had like a sorcery that said on instant maybe it would probably be a sorcery. Let's say it was like
2: Oh no, no, you okay, so it's it's a like a four or five mana sorcery and it says okay. You gain two. You gain one life. Draw a card for each life you've
0: gained this turn. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, that, that no, that would be really good. What about like? Yeah, I think that card would card that would actually be. Like,
1: I'm hearing you guys because they did with like four and five mana stuff, but we need cheap card advantage.
0: Right. So that's what I was gonna say. Like one in white. Uh, one in white exile. It's like light up the stage. So like. Maybe it's something two more to a Course. course. That, that's, that's what I was going to say. So, like, it's it's a mix-in between Light of the Stage and Charter chart Course. You exile the top three cards of your library. You may cast them this turn if you attacked with one or more creatures this turn.
2: Hmm.
0: So, like, it requires you to send your little chumpy dudes into battle, and then you can cast them.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: think that would be fine in within the color pie, because white... Attacking is something that White does, and then White plays creatures, and then that's definitely in the color pie. I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think wizards can do it.
2: Yeah, um I think this they seem interesting and this could be a possible thing we want to discuss uh, for a whole episode sometime in the future. Yeah. Um we should we should start wrapping this up so. uh, all
0: right, we're gonna wrap this up. We can I'm gonna click the random colour generator on Scryfall because oh, that's yeah. like what we do like, like to do.
1: We haven't done it in a while. Uh, I
0: was just thinking before oh, we started cool.
1: recording, I was like, we haven't been doing that.
0: And then it made me. So Alright, we've got uh, reverse damage. Reverse damage is one white white. It was an alpha, I think. Yeah, it ha- it's an instant. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that much damage. You gain that much life. Now, what if we did this with card draw? The next time you would be dealt damage this turn. Prevent that damage. Draw that many cards. It'd have to be expensive to be balanced. Yeah. But I think that's also something that I could see White doing. Like White, yeah, like what Charlie said, White's been squirreled into this corner where they can't draw cards anymore. But I think sometimes you just gotta like rip off the band-aid and just go for it. Just go for it. And then okay. White will
2: get I have a trial again. of knowledge.
0: Oh, Charlie's got a Trial of Knowledge, a.k.a. Trivia.
2: Okay, so, uh, there are... Oh my god, this is terrible. Uh, okay, so, 1, 2, 3, 4... 1, 2, 3, 4... 5. So, there are 5 cards in Magic that allow... In white, that allow you to draw multiple cards at once. That are legal Um, in a white commander deck. And they're just white? Just white. Five and none of them are that good. What are can you name like two?
0: I can name none. No oh, any are of them are like white and they draw uh, you one of at them them least popular. Two cards? Huh? <laughs> Wait, hang on, Charlie. Are they popular? Mm,
2: two of them are sort of okay.
0: Wait, so, so they're actually, right, one of them draw them you at, at
2: least two cards, right? One of them, I'm just gonna say one of them. Yeah. This one's the one you might know. So, this is Alms Collector. So I think, yeah, yeah, this is, it's kind of, like, I think taxes is also a possible way to draw cards. Um,
0: Right, but that feels mean, and that's why white is getting knocked in the head a bunch, because, like, that's its way of drawing cards, and catching up on mana ramp is knocking other people down, which is, like, not what people like in Commander.
2: Yeah, I mean, white's draw is really suboptimal. Like, Oblation is two in a white for an instant. That Oh, Oblation, yeah. yeah the owner of Target non Permit shuffles it into their library, then draws two cards. And then You're the other ones are just not very good. All of them, they all have downsides. None of them actually just let you draw cards. It's
0: I mean, really... white divination would be broken. And it would yeah. break the color. I mean, that would be okay.
2: There's white divination for two mana, except it says each player may draw up to two cards.
0: Oh, that's terrible. Each <laughs> card
2: two, any player draws, that player gains two life. And the same thing for three mana. But this one's actually kind of cool. Uh, pursuit of Knowledge. So Pursuit of Knowledge is three in a white for an enchantment. Skip drawing a card, put a study counter on Pursuit of Knowledge. Remove three study counters from Pursuit of Knowledge and sacrifice it. Draw seven cards.
1: That's not bad. Oh.
0: That is cool. What set was this in? It's
1: oh Strong uh, cool.
0: Stronghold. Stronghold. Because like so that's times where your hand is. Like, yeah, I, again I don't I don't think this is what White really wants to be doing. I, yeah, actually I think that's not a bad treasured find. Like that's a since we didn't actually give you treasured finds. If you stayed around this long, Pursuit of Knowledge is your treasure find of the day.
1: Can I give mine? Because I actually had one before you said no. Oh,
0: yeah, sure. Yeah, that's uh, my treasure find is the really
1: champion. Because it came down from, what, like $5, right?
0: I don't even... It's just been trickling down ever since it rotated out standard.
1: Right. And now anyway, it's down it to $1.79. And, and then uh, right, Mystery Booster right? made it one.
0: No, there's no mystery booster. It has only been printed in Dominary.
1: Really? So it's just slowly. So coming down. no, it
0: came all the way down because it okay. was in Mono Green Devotion for Pioneer, and then that got nerfed because of uh, Leyline of Abundance getting banned, and as well as Oath of Vinessa. So now it's all the way down to a dollar eighty cents. I mean, still not the Grayson Commander, but it's it's a definitely good way to get in some early right. damage. If you're really running quickly.
1: Mono Green Stompy, you should run it because especially if you're running. Like for example, I run Galta as my commander, and it's great. Like turn three, and it takes five out of the mana cost of Galta because it's three mana for a five four, and it can't be blocked by creatures. Yeah, it's good with
0: Galta. It's good with Galta. It's, with Galta. it's, it's also pretty good in Yisan because it's a good three mana thing. It's a great. Yeah. It's a great three mana. I mean,
1: right, a three mana anything five four, else... and That alone is good, mm. and then it has its other
0: ability. True. That is very good. Three mana, five four. That that passes the vanilla test any day of the week. And speaking of the vanilla test, vanilla cake, and vanilla cake is food, and I want food. So we're gonna wrap this up. All okay, right, uh, Ezra, would you also please wrap send this me fruit? the
1: espresso cake recipe? Because I want to make that. I will All do. Right,
0: that. I will send it to you first.
2: Um. So uh thank you for listening all the way through this episode, if <laughs> guys. You it this log. This
0: <laughs> You made it this far. We congratulate you. I have made it of this far. Or or I think I
1: might have fallen asleep halfway through.
0: I agree.
2: Uh all right. Uh so thank you and I'm going to predict the cut. Ready?
0: Well, we're not done because I still have to do closing code and call stuff.
2: Anyways, uh, oh, so yeah. if you
0: listeners have a question Please submit your questions Do you want to, give to, feedback to email youngpyrocast, YoungPyroCast at, young pyro- yeah. at gmail.com. Oh, gmail. YoungPyroCast at gmail.com. Also, uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, leave a review. Um, it helps us move up the search results, and we can hopefully make more people's quarantine times at home a little more bearable. That's it for this week. Uh, not really this week. This day. Today. We'll see tomorrow, you again. How, how long until we'll see we start our marathon of episodes? Tomorrow it starts. Tomorrow is beginning of spoilers. So we will definitely see you tomorrow with our Theros... I mean, uh... Ikoria first look. So we're going to see our first look into Ikoria tomorrow. Everyone, 10 p.m., eastern time seven oh i'm sorry 10 a.m pacific time 7 a.m pacific time 7 a.m pacific time 10 a.m eastern time 2 p.m uh utc so london and stuff like that anyways that's it for today and we'll see you all next time on the young pyromancers podcast